Welcome in to another edition of the Rice Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Michael Carey, running solo tonight as John George IV is too ecstatic about his trade with me. He was up partying. He's been nonstop partying since the deadline. He got sick. He's been drinking so much, and now he just needs to uh, he needs to go to bed. This guy's tired. He's been just throwing ragers nonstop. One, he's got four wins in a row. And two, he just got Aaron Jones. This guy is losing it. So he is um, he is knocked out, down for the count this weekend. Reached out to his brother Anthony. Anthony's like, yeah, I couldn't pull this guy away from the bars all week. He's just been just going. It's like 9 a.m. and he's out of the house. He's at the bar celebrating so much. So happy Thanksgiving, John. I hope you celebrate um, and continue to do so, but maybe feel a little better so you can actually make the podcast next time. And I reached out to Anthony, too. I texted him just now. You up? Well, apparently, he's not up. He's down. Anthony's out. Um, He's too embarrassed to come onto the show. He really wanted to last week, but after losing to his own brother, Alex, he, um, he could not come on. So... Here I am, running solo uh, for this week's episode. Uh, Sorry we missed you last week. Things got busy. Uh, We were too busy talking trades, and we ended up making one of the most complicated deals in the history of Rice Dynasty. Um, To recap the deadline, there was one trade done between myself and John. It was Aaron Jones for uh, A.J. Brown. this was an interesting deal for both sides. A.J. Brown is a guy who won John the championship last year. Aaron Jones was in the infamous Jonathan Taylor trade, and that is the last time I am going to mention that man's name on this podcast today. So if I refer to somebody as the player who shall not be named, you know it's that guy. I'm that bitter about um, that trade with he who shall not be named. So now... Um, Onto the kind of the trade and behind it, uh, John was looking to kind of replace, you know, what Derrick Henry had left him in the lineup at a running back position. John's had a really nice year out of Mike Evans, uh, also Mike Williams. Apparently, you have to have the name Mike to be good at wide receiver on John's team. Who knew? So John was looking to get rid of uh, one of his wide receivers. He's also got some depth there with Marquise Hollywood Brown. Um, so he's okay at wide receiver to move on from uh, A.J. Brown in this situation. If you look at my team, it's pretty young across the board. Um, you know, I've got younger running backs who are kind of now still finding themselves. You looked at what uh, Miles Sanders was doing. Uh, he's kind of found himself um, more so getting back from injury. Uh, so for me, I had a lot of depth at running back. I was ready to get a little younger at the wide receiver position, and A.J. Brown kind of fit the mold there. So with all of that being said, here we are. We're going into the final stretch of the season. Um, we're into week 12. The trade deadline has passed. No other major moves were made. I was a little surprised by that, but seeing as we've been talking about the divide in the league, 
between the playoff teams and the non-playoff teams. Um, besides the one team who is still contending for that last playoff spot, it's between a few teams. It's going to be a tight, tight race for that last playoff spot. But um, with the divide, um, it seems like you know some teams just didn't want to give up their young talent. Other teams that are competing probably don't want to fuel each other. So that, that kind of makes sense to an extent. Um, there are so many complete teams at the top of this league that I get why nobody wants to help any of their opponents to be better. Um, John and I kind of had a mismatch of depth, me with running backs who, well, they're not great, but they're they're still playable versus his wide receivers who, again, A.J. Brown is a really young, good wide receiver and um, will be good going forward, but he needed a superstar to put in his lineup to try to win now based on the age of his team. Anyway, uh, past the trade deadline, we look, we look into uh, the power rankings. Let's I'll go through that solo this week, so it's going to be quick. As you guys know from listening, I don't like to dive too deep into the power rankings. I kind of just give my two cents. Um, in 10th, I got Tom still. Tom is doing exactly what he wants to do. He's lost eight in a row, so congrats. Um, He lost to Nick this week. It looked like he was going to win, but then Marquez Valdez-Scantling showed up for Nick and (laughs) pulled him ahead with a big 22-point performance. So that was great for Nick um, and good for Tom. Tom was thrilled about it. He's continuing to tank, and he's continuing to lower himself down points for He's the only one under a thousand on the season, which is pretty abysmal. And max points for he, he's still not that far below Nick, which is hilarious. But he's pretty far down there. So uh, there he is. Tom is number ten. At number nine, I've got Nick, who beat him this week. Nick still has a few players that are doing things for him. Valdez Scantling is a big pop guy. If he goes off, he goes off. So. That's good for Nick. He didn't have Lamar Jackson this week. That did not hurt him, though, because Jalen Hurts is really good. Jalen Hurts is currently the number one quarterback on the season, which is great for Nick. He should should have absolutely considered trading him to a contender, but I digress. So Nick is there. Um, He's 2-9. and He picked up the win over Tom. I've got him number 9. Down at number 8, I've moved Charlie Sears here. Uh, Alex did pull off a great win this week. He's got one more win over Charlie. So I want to give Alex credit. He has more points on the season than Charlie, which is incredible looking at their rosters. Um, Charlie did not put up a good week either. You know, Matt Ryan went for two points. That's never going to help. He did his best with some of his injuries and his bye weeks, but Overall, this team has just not come together the way that Charlie envisioned it in early in the season. So uh, I've got him at number eight now. I've, I've moved him down to give respect to what this man has done. This man, Alex George, pulled off maybe the upset of the year against Anthony. Anthony was coming in, riding high off of his win against Jack. He would have been number one in my power rankings uh, last week as he was number two in week nine, and he had beaten the number one in an epic matchup. We should definitely kind of touch on that a little bit. 
you know, a matchup where Elijah Mitchell pulled him ahead in like the last minute of the game. So that was that was pretty fun to watch on Monday Night Football. You know, last players going. But then Alex showed up and Alex said, uh-uh, nope, you're not going nowhere. I've got you for three minutes, three minutes of playtime. And Alex absolutely took over. He, he had a good performance out of Zach Ertz, which really led him. Zach Ertz, the tight end that was brought back from the dead. I don't know how, but here Zach Ertz is. He's doing things. He's back. He's the number six tight end on the season. Since he went to Arizona, he's been playable. And even with a bad week from Michael Pittman, Kirk Cousins did really well. Leonard Fournette did really well. This is a money ball team, and you got to give Alex credit. He pulled off the win against a team that was riding high off of a huge win. Um, A team that even was getting Nick Chubb back. Still won. Um, Not a good game from Patrick Mahomes, which definitely helped. But, hey, give Alex credit. I move him up to seven in the power rankings. Alex is still in the hunt for the playoffs, and we're in week 12. Like, who would have thought we were saying that? Like, that's incredible. Good for Alex. Uh, Amazing what he's done with this roster. And he's got so much more coming in the future. The future is bright. I really hope he pulls off kind of what Quinn has in this league. Uh, Speaking of Quinn, I've moved him down to number six. Yeah, Quinn. I'm sorry, man. You're eight and three, and you're an excellent team. I've moved you down to six. Not a great performance last week uh, against John. You were coming off a decent week against Charlie, where you only scored 106, though. So I can't have you higher than this based on how teams are performing. This team is still really good. The biggest hit this team took was Russell Wilson scoring eight points. You turn that into even an 18, and it's a much more respectable week. But he had Matt Stafford on by, so I assume he'll just play him going forward. He didn't have his Rams. That's massive. Austin Eckler is still doing really good things. James Conner, probably the surprise of the season. I remember making fun of Quinn for that trade he made with Chris because it involved James Conner. Well, James Conner is the number eight running back in fantasy football right now. So credit where it's due. Uh, James Conner is a great player to have on this team. Austin Eckler is the number two running back in fantasy. So overall, Quinn is not upset about this. He's doing really well, um, but he's six at this point based on just how he's been playing and how things are going. So uh, not not an, uh, not an insult by any means because all these teams are so close at the top of this league. Quinn's still really good, but um, he just hasn't played well the last few weeks, so i got to put somebody at six. So that's him. Uh, at number five, I have myself uh, still keeping, keeping myself at five, trying to keep the expectations and um, my hype for my three-game win streak, my first time seeing the fire in check. I think my team is getting better. It's getting healthier. Um, I obviously got Miles Sanders back. Uh, Antonio Gibson is starting to play better. I got Clyde Edwards-Alaire back. I didn't play him because I had to run the two tight end set. Um, Starting to see a little bit of depth on the team, which is nice. Uh, I kept myself at five, partially also because of the A.J. Brown trade. I think that moves me down a little bit on my ceiling for the season. Obviously, I've got Dylan in right now in that while it while uh, Jones is injured, I've got a good running back in Green Bay, so it takes the spot. 
Uh, but he doesn't get as much work in the passing game. He's not as good of a player. Let's be honest. He's not as good of a player. So uh, A.J. Brown, while it does bolster my wide receiver depth and helps me in the flex, it, it's not uh, it's not Aaron Jones for the rest of the season. It's really not. So I've, I've, moved my, I've kept myself at five uh, despite having a few really nice weeks in a row. Up at four, um, I've got Anthony. I, I've dropped him quite a bit here. And maybe this is too harsh off of one bad week, but Patrick Mahomes' inconsistency is definitely something to watch out for. That's It kind of stinks. He, he's the number three quarterback in fantasy, so it's hard to be like, oh, Patrick Mahomes is the reason this team is bad. But this team relies on Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, in, let's see, this would be four of the last five weeks, he's failed to reach 20 points. That's not good from a quarterback who's supposed to be the number one quarterback in the league. Um, This team is still freaking fantastic, though. That's why it's ahead of me. It's got Chubb back. It's got Harris, who is... Is Harris... Harris has got to be, like, way up there on the season. He's a top five. Yeah, he's number three fantasy running back, so that's excellent. Um, Yeah, he's got some injuries, too. Alvin Kamara being out again not going to help him. So for that reason, he's four. Chase Edmonds being out doesn't help either. He's going to get these guys back come playoff time. He's going to be okay. I can see he's kind of bolstering his depth at the quarterback position in case Mahomes keeps with the inconsistency. If I told you at the beginning of the season that Patrick Mahomes was going to be benched for Taylor Heineke, man, I would have called you crazy. But it, it's starting to look possible here. I would love to see that in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes benched Taylor Heineke in. Oh, that would be awesome. In a matchup against like John, for example, to go to the finals, like a semifinal matchup. Oh, that'd be so cool. Taylor Heineke throwing down instead of Patrick Mahomes. Come on, Anthony. We all want to see that. And <laughs> number three, um, Brentopolis had a great week and lost again. So Chris is six and five. The one team in this top six that hasn't clinched the playoffs. I'm not going to disrespect them by putting them down based on their record. This is still a really good team. And everyone should remember that he he's had a tough schedule. He had a few really bad weeks in there, including a 51 point week. We get that, but you know, he lost to Jack by four points, three, three, and honestly, three points. And Jack's the best team in the league right now. Spoilers for the rest of the power rankings. Uh, this team is still really good. He's got, you know, Christian McCaffrey back. just didn't even score a touchdown, which would have made the difference. Um, DeAndre Swift is still excellent. He's a top five running back. Mark Andrews is what the tight end two on the season. He's incredible. Like it, this is going to come to fruition for Chris. It, at some point, this is all going to pay off. Oh, excuse me. McCaffrey did score. Um, so did Swift. But anyway, what I'm saying is CeeDee Lamb had an off week and he still scored 148 points. Like This team is really, go- really good. I'm not worried about it in the slightest. Still a contender. Barkley's working his way back. I don't know if he's ever going to be consistent enough to start this year. So that's the only concern for Chris, who really wants Saquon Barkley for the rest of the season. Um, it, we, it comes back to what John and I always talk about with Chris's team. Who do you start? Do you keep Terry McLaurin on the bench for Deontay Johnson? Do you put him in? Like, 
Deontay still had a good game, but McLaurin had a better game. Like, it wasn't by much, but who do you play? Do you play CeeDee Lamb, or do you put in another one of these guys? Like, he's so good, it's hard to figure out who to start. Any one week, it could cost him. He's still great. He's number three right now, even though he's six and five. Uh, Number two, I've got John up here. It's hard for me. One and two are closer than the other ones. Like this was the hard debate because John is playing as well as anybody right now. He's ripped off four in a row. He put up 142 points this week. Josh Allen has not been great, and he's still putting up huge, huge points. Um, Mixon has been excellent. Mixon's a top six running back, and he's missed time. And then you have, you know, Mike Evans having a great season. He's a top 10 wide receiver. Mike Williams is starting to look like he's back. James Robinson's still doing James Robinson things. This is just such an, a consistent team up and down the board. Even though he didn't have anybody like ridiculously pop or go for 40, he still scored 140 points this week. Nice win over Quinn. John's doing really well. This team is as good as anybody, especially now that it's got Aaron Jones. Not quite as good as Jack, though, who is the number one. Um, led by... He who shall not be named, who is the number one player, not just as a running back, but in all of fantasy football, including quarterbacks. Yes, that's right. If you had a super flex league, this guy would be the 101. Okay, think about that. He would go before Patrick Mahomes. He scored more points than Patrick Mahomes, and he plays running back. He who shall not be named. Um, even Elijah Moore is starting to pop. The guy that I thought about drafting over Rondale, he's going off because he's really good. Um, This team is just great top to bottom. It it looks as good as anybody. Debo Samuel, another one of my guys. I miss him desperately. I hate having to keep saying that on this podcast. It sucks that I have to keep just being like, oh, look, I used to have this guy, and I used to have that guy, and that guy. At least Dak Prescott's not doing anything, so I can sleep a little more soundly at night. But, man, this team's good. This team is the best team in the league right now. Went off for 150, beat Chris, who was the second highest scorer. I can't move him down after that, despite a loss last week and a heartbreaking loss at that against Anthony in an epic matchup where they were the top two scoring teams in the league, besides Chris, I guess. The top two of the top scoring teams in the league. Um... Yeah, Jack's got an excellent team led by he who shall not be named. Okay, on to week 12. We're going to preview this. This is not going to be the longest podcast, obviously, because I don't have John to quip with. Trying to do what I can on my own. And, you know, it's Thanksgiving. We're busy. We're eating a lot of turkey. We don't need to listen to a half an hour podcast, hour-long podcast, rather, um, on fantasy football. We know what's got to be done this week. We got games tomorrow. And... It's time we talk about the start of the fantasy football um, week. Man, that was really epic until I kind of botched that last word. Apologies. Anyway, let's look at Charlie Sears looking to bounce back after three straight losses against Tankman. One of my favorite teams in the league. Uh, Tankman starts Naheem Hines' RB2. He's going the two tight end set and starting Dawson Knox. And... Um, yeah, that's really hard to pick against uh, Pick against Charlie here. Uh, man, 
He's got Javante back. I'm trying to see who else he could play at running back. Nope, that's it. Uh, I'm a little surprised he's not playing like Robbie Anderson. But, you know, the two tight end set. I, I can respect that. So uh, I'm going to go with Charlie here in a bounce back. I think David Montgomery's got Detroit. That in itself is a good enough reason to pick uh, Charlie in this matchup. Mark Ingram's getting some more work. And in addition, with Kamara out, he's going to get a ton of work. So I'm going to go with Charlie. Low scoring game, but he'll bounce back. Let's go with Anthony coming off a loss, playing against Nick in a big matchup for, well, Nick, because his playoff hopes will be dashed with a loss. It's probably still off the board anyway, but um, Anthony's fighting for playoff seating as all of us are who are all eight and three. So Anthony is going with Tyrod Taylor to start at quarterback. That's an interesting call. So that'll be really exciting. I'm excited to watch Tyrod Taylor in a fantasy football game. That's nuts. So uh, versus Jalen Hurts at Nick's position. But then you go down the line and Anthony just wipes the board. Nick has to start Odell Beckham, which is just sad because Odell Beckham is washed. I mean, man. I'm going to try to clean my apartment before, like, my parents come. I'm going to put in a lot of effort. Odell is more washed than that. Okay, this guy's not good. That was a terrible joke. If anyone laughed, you need to, like, put it in the chat so we can kick you for the league. That deserves a strike if you laughed at that joke. I'm going to catch my breath. Uh, Anthony's going to win big. Uh, This is not going to be close. Uh, Nick's not good. Anthony gets a bounce back. Okay, Uh, Alex versus Quinn. Quinn is coming off a loss. Alex is coming off his biggest win of the season. Alex is going all in with his uh, Ramadre Stevenson play. I love that play. Jacoby Myers, they're playing Tennessee. That's not a good defense. Marvin Jones against Atlanta, that's also not a good defense. Michael Carter might be injured, and so he's playing Ty Johnson. Woo-wee. I I like this. Austin Eckler against Denver, that's tough. Man, Stafford going to Green Bay. That's tough, too. I'm tempted. Fuck it. Alex, upset win. Let's go, Alex. Win over Quinn. Stay in playoff contention. That's what we want to see. So um, let's go with the upset here. Sorry, Quinn. You're going to have a bad week. You're still a great team. Okay. Uh, let's go with me versus Chris. I don't think this is the game of the week, even though it's a rivalry game. This is a rematch of an earlier game with the Battle City Bowl on the line. I've got some tough matchup. Chris has some better matchups. He's got Tom Brady against Indianapolis, which is one of the best defenses for quarterbacks. Um, we've got A.J. Brown going up against New England. That's going to be tough on my side of the ball. Devontae Adams plays Jalen Ramsey on the Rams. That's going to be tough as well. I've got to start Miles Sanders. That is something you never want to say. Uh, Boy, i got to go Chris in this matchup. He's playing Barkley. I don't love that start, but it's against Philly. It's not a great run defense. Barkley's just been limited by injuries. However, I still think that he is the play Oh, I'm a little worried A.J. Brown's not going to play. That could be really bad, especially that Kadarius Tony also didn't practice, which means I think I'd be down to playing... I don't even know. Mike, oh, Mike Kosicki would have to come in. Oh, if Mike Kosicki comes in, I'm going to win. So 
Uh, let's go with Chris in a bounce back. He, he's probably got better matchups, and he's probably better than me this week with my with my uh, Chiefs on bye. Game of the week, the two hottest teams in the league. The second time in the last three weeks we've had one versus two in the power rankings. This is really exciting. John versus Jack in an epic matchup. Got Josh Allen going up against New Orleans. Aaron Rodgers, like we've talked about, at home against the Rams. That's a tough matchup. Aaron Rodgers is a little beat up as well. A lot of questionable on John's side of the ball, but looks like a lot of these guys are going to play. Um, man, this is going to be a tough game. Miles Gassing against Carolina, that's a good defense. But Joe Mixon on the other side of the ball against Pittsburgh, that's also a good defense. Oh boy, he who shall not be named against Tampa Bay, that's a really good defense. I'm going to go with John in this matchup. It's going to be tight. It's going to be a great game. I, I think Jack has... Um, He's put together a really nice streak, but John is on fire right now, quite literally, with his team. So I, I think he's going to pull off an upset here. Uh, not much of an upset, sorry. I, I just I think he's going to win. I, I think I'm going to go with John in this in this situation. So if Aaron Jones plays, though, that's I I lean towards John a lot more because he can put him in over Cordell Patterson, which would make me feel a lot more comfortable with that matchup. So just to recap, I'm picking, I'm picking uh, Chris, I'm picking John, I'm picking Anthony, I'm picking Alex in an upset, and I'm picking Charlie Sears to um, pull off the Week 12 matchups. I uh, definitely got louder talking about Alex because that's like one of my favorite teams to watch in this league. I would love, absolutely love, just for the fun of it, for Alex to win this game so I can move him up to six for a week. I don't think he's been up to six in the longest time, so that would be amazing. Um, yeah, guys, it's been fun. I've been rocking it solo. Uh, I've been talking to myself for the last 25 minutes, probably the most that I've talked to myself since yesterday, so I'm getting pretty tired here, but hey, it was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast despite not having um, John on. He's, you know, he needs the sleep. He's a tired boy. So good luck this week. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, as always, rip me in the comments in the chat because I obviously don't know what I'm doing alone. John, come back, please.